Welcome to Founder Views. My name is Costa. I'm your host and co-founder of Web for Realty, a SaaS company that I bootstrapped out of my parents' basement with no money and no tech experience into a fully remote company doing seven figures in ARR. I'm taking you through my SaaS journey in real time as I talk about business situations I'm going through, thinking about, or just find interesting. My purpose is not to give you the answers, but to spark something in your mind that can help improve your business along the way. If you're in SaaS and you accept recurring revenue, probably the most important tool you need is a revenue management platform. It wasn't until we implemented Chargeify where we became a real SaaS company. Chargeify helps manage all of our subscribers. We're able to create different product categories, create add-on components, and charge clients for one-time services. They also provide deep revenue and churn metrics so you know exactly where your business stands at any point in time. One of my favorite features is the ability to customize your Dunning strategy sequence so you can recover as much revenue as possible that alone will pay for the software and then some chargeify is so incredibly featureful it can integrate with any processor with a few clicks uh, i'm a numbers and finance guy and i can't imagine running a SaaS company without chargeify from a revenue collection and finance point of view chargeify literally does it all if you want to step up your business and become a real SaaS company look no further than chargeify now i'm able to provide an exclusive promo to my listeners i'm getting you the first month of chargeify completely free plus free premium onboarding the thing is the deal is only good until the next month so if you're thinking about making a switch i highly suggest acting on it quickly Uh, it will be the best decision you make i promise you and they have to know that i sent you to get the promo that's very important so go to the show notes in this episode and click on the link to chargeify that's how they're going to know i sent you go to the show notes click on the link to chargeify so you can get the first month free and free premium onboarding if you want to supercharge your SaaS business, use Chargeify. You won't regret it. I'm speaking with Luca McKelly, the CEO and founder of Customerly.io. Customerly helps companies create better relationships with their customers with effective communication. He launched Customerly about four years ago. They have over 17,000 customers around the world. Uh, This is a fascinating story. Luca is competing in a hot market when it was once pretty much a monopoly with Intercom as the main provider in the space. Uh, It's now opened up, uh, which is evident in Customerly's success in the market. Uh, Luca is from Italy. He currently lives in Ireland. They're a fully bootstrapped company, which is amazing. Uh, we're, we're digging into a lot of great topics in this episode that a lot of you will definitely find useful. Uh, we break down exactly what Luca did to gain such a large user base in a short time with lifetime deal offers and other marketing techniques. We're talking about what they're doing today to drive up their user base, um, as well as some of the mistakes and uh, learnings along the way. So whether you're a bootstrap founder or not, this is an episode you're guaranteed to get a ton of value from. So enough about the intro. Here's my chat with Luca McKelly, CEO of Customerly.io. All right, Luca, thank you so much for joining me on Founder Views. I really appreciate your time. Thank you, Costa. Thank you for having me. Amazing. So, so yeah, we were just talking uh, off air. So it was a funny, uh, I guess, story how we connected. Um, one of my recent guests on the podcast I mentioned Customerly as one of their favorite apps they use. Uh, and then I think someone who listened to that episode, whether it was a client or a lead, actually reached out to you 
did they inquire about the service or were they already a, a client? They are using it. Um, so they, they've been asking about uh, on the live chat. And I, I was curious because he just said to me, look, I found out this on a podcast. And I was curious, which, which podcast? <laughs> and this is how I actually uh, discovered about yours. That's amazing. So you ended up closing that deal? Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Thank you, man. Uh, I don't know if you, you give some affiliate uh, checks, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, we do. We do. We do have it. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. That's awesome. That's great. Um, all right. So, so I guess to, to kick things off, um, if you don't mind, why don't you just tell us a bit about yourself, where you're from, and what Customer Lead does? Sure. So... I am from Rome. Um, I'm 30 years old. And basically, I started my entrepreneurship path when I was 21 with a mobile app that I developed for the Italian market. And that app um, made uh, 7.5 million of downloads just on the Italian market. And that was quite successful. And that app brought me to create my very first SaaS company. Uh, which I exited three months ago now. So uh, that kind of experience uh, brought me to think about a system that um, can, can help people that build a software service to communicate better with their customers and in such a way even automate some part of the communications or uh, gathering surveys, for example. So this, this is why I actually started building Customerly. It was four years ago now, um, and we were three founders. Uh, um, we are six in the team, and we basically bootstrapped everything from zero to 17,000 users right now. We are in almost all over the world. So, and we are growing organically. Uh, it was so excite, exciting uh, because we, we never expected to have such a growth. Uh, and last year we actually did um, um, an LTD launch and I might be speak about it later on. Uh, that, that brought us uh, worldwide because we started in Italy basically and then we expanded worldwide. That's incredible. That's awesome. Yeah, definitely a lot I want to unpack and ask you about there. But um, so you, you said you exited your first SaaS three months ago? Yeah, correct. What was that? What kind of uh, app was that? Um, that was a, an app for the Italian market where I, I'm helping people to prepare themselves to the driver license test. And so Basically, the app was dedicated is is dedicated to is B two C mostly to the guys that have to take the driver license, um, and, and then I built around that service a software as a service for the driving schools to connect with their students. So I started searching um, someone to sell actually this this company. Uh, three three years ago now, uh, and after eight no, I've got my yes, and it was like four months ago, and in just one month we we executed everything, and I signed the contract three months ago. 
So it was a very bumpy road, uh, but at the same time, it was exciting. Definitely exciting. Yeah, no, that that's amazing. Congratulations on the exit. That that sounds uh, Thank you. awesome. Thank um, you. So with Customerly, you said you started building, was it three or four years ago? Four years ago. Four and that's years when ago. I actually started to search for a, for an exit for the other company because I, I always wanted to focus on Customerly. Got it, got it. Okay, so you started building four years ago. Uh, and so how long did it take to build and like how long have you guys been like in the market live? So we started building it four years ago and we, we took almost one year to release the very first um, alpha. Uh, and we released the alpha to just a bunch of our entrepreneur friends, uh, I guess three or four different businesses like completely different between each other. One was a software as a service, one other was an e-commerce, another was a blog, uh, photography blog. So we started testing the system on different um, services and at the same time, different loads of um, people using it. So we were testing actually the scalability of the entire system because it's quite difficult to um, scale the system. So that was our first beta. We never have had a proper launch. We actually grew this way organically because other people were interested in, in you know, having the same live chat experience on their website and they clicked on the power by link on the footer of the live chat. And this is how we grow basically. Yeah, that, that's, that's awesome. That, that makes a lot of sense. All right. Very good. So, so you, I think you're playing now in what's, it's a pretty hot market. I think, um, you know, I, I remember back in, uh, 2008, I believe, right. When my company was just starting out and I, I remember reading this article on TechCrunch about this amazing new app. It was called intercom. And uh, I read it. I was like, wow, this could be such a, like a useful tool in our business. So I signed up right away. I think it was free back then for a very long time for early adopters. Um, but, a very, but today, fast forward to today, like a very common topic amongst SaaS circles now is how intercom is just like so expensive. And many companies are jumping ship, trying to find you know, different companies, uh, lower costs. Um, you know, and, and we're definitely one of those companies, admittedly. But uh, did you see an increased demand in the market, or like what made you jump into this communication marketing space? So yes, you actually got the point. It is a valid market, and making a dent in this kind of uh, marketing with this kind of competition is quite difficult especially when you are bootstrapping. So we are basically expanding our marketing strategies in such different ways where they are not present. They are not at all interested in that kind of uh, market segments. Um, so we are mostly expanding on this. Right now we are focusing on our marketing te techniques on, on these channels. Um, but at the same time, it was very difficult to find... Um, a positioning for our products because it's you know um, we we are different from intercom in different ways but of course they they've got very cool features um, and at the same time we are 
uh, seeing a lot of customers of theirs that are switching from intercom to us because the pricing and that's the that's why they switch but then when they started using customer they they recognize some great features that they were not having on intercom so you know we have got few differences but at the same time was very difficult and still difficult to find a way to communicate to convert more people uh this way yeah no it makes total sense it's funny i i wrote a, a blog post like probably two days ago about competition and i i personally think having a lot of competition is is a beautiful thing i mean you know when you know it tells you that there's a healthy market of customers spending a lot of money on a service that you're paying for you don't have to worry about product market fit you already know it's there uh you know, and, and a small piece of a very big pie can be very lucrative, right? Um, That's true. And uh, but, like you said, it, it, I think the most important thing when you're in a com- competitive market is the positioning and how you differentiate yourself and and all that. So I think that's key. Is that something you're still sort of figuring out at this point, or have you um, nailed, nailed down the positioning? Um, you know, it's always a learning curve, but. Um, I guess now we have our positioning. The fact that we are still growing organically make us, um, you know, making different A-B testing with the positioning. Uh, For example, we started investing on Facebook uh, six, seven months ago, and we started testing different kind of headlines to try to understand which kind of position would be more effective. So we are constantly testing this one, but we definitely want to uh, continue experimenting. This is something that I guess is not definitive at all. It's something that grow and evolve as the pricing evolves uh, while you onboard more customers or while you expand another channel. So to me, it's something that is still something that needs to be evolved. Yeah, totally. I I think A-B testing and, and trying out new things, I think I don't think that ever stops. I think that you should yeah, always do that never. in general. <laughs> but uh, you're definitely doing something right. So you have, uh, you said 17,000 users. Is that yeah, correct? Correct. Correct. Nice. And you share, around, you, oh, sorry, go ahead. Around 9,000 projects so like businesses all around the world okay. and 5,000 monthly active users oh wow that's huge I was gonna ask like how many of the 17,000 I don't know if you shared are, are like free users versus paid it's like of course the basic is the the entry points since we don't ask any credit card to start using it so we have four different uh pricing plans the first one is the basic then we have the startup the pro and the enterprise um they enter uh they start using the basic and after after a while we saw a conversion window of, of even six months so we will never know what kind of conversion rate we will have for the basic that are actually signing up right now. But what we have right now is a conversion rate of around, uh, should be 7 8% of it. So 7 to 8% of 
the basic signups convert to paid? Is that what you mean? 70,000 are the users, and we have an average of two users per, per business because, of course, we do have uh, teammates. So we do consider users uh, every kind of account that sign up. Okay. And we have an average of two, almost two users per, per project, per, per business, basically. I got it. Okay. That, that's, that's amazing. Um, yeah, that, that's like huge growth in such a short time. Do you share, uh, revenue numbers at all? Last year we made 120 K. Like annual recurring revenue or? Uh, yeah. Annual. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. So, so you, you got, uh, so 17,000 users without investing, uh, any money on marketing and sort of bootstrapping it. Um, you know, I think one of the most common struggles I hear from early stage founders is about gaining traction early on and, and getting your first handful of customers. So how did you manage to get your earliest clients and eventually like lead up to like tens of thousands, uh, without investing in any marketing? As I said before, in the very beginning, at the very beginning, we never invested and we never focused on a single specific niche. We grew just because the power by label. And that was something that was even like more tricky because when you grow this in this way, basically you can get any kind of business. We have got like... Uh, e-commerces, we have got local shop, we have got restaurants or hotels, whatever, name one. Because, of course, we never focused on investing and expanding a single niche. Um, and this led us to another kind of uh, different thing to execute the business. Understanding which is a good feedback to listen because of course, if you want to focus on your own vision and expand that that software based on a software as a service main audience, uh, and you will get I don't know uh, an e-commerce asking for can you track or can you yes can you track like um, a cash recovery, and we never ever wanted to focus on e-commerces, uh, but still we have. We we are still having that kind of request each each day from e-commerces, so it's kind of um, right now we are saying a lot of no to the kind of audiences we don't want to. We know that we will never serve in the proper way, so right now we are focusing on specific audiences, specific personas. Um, but at the very beginning, we started by sharing the project with a very few um, businesses related to what customerly uh, was doing at the time. So in a way, we selected um, some partners to start working with in a way that their their own customers maybe might be interested in customizing. And this is why we grew this fast, basically. And then, yeah, no, yeah. yeah and then we, we made, we, we have had a lifetime deal last year. So that actually two years ago now, 
no, last year, last year, yeah. That was um, a way to grow even faster. Like in, in a month, we had 2,000 new people to onboard. One of the most powerful ways to add value to your customers and leads is to communicate with them effectively. Our company uses Customer IO for all of our email and SMS communication and marketing with clients and leads. Customer.io helps us engage with clients at the right time depending on the actions they make or don't make within our app. We're able to put our clients into custom segments. We can create custom email or SMS nurturing campaigns, uh, or we can send out one-off broadcasts or newsletters to specific groups. The flexibility and customization ability is off the charts. With Customer.io, we're now able to send the right communication to the right people at the right time. On top of the amazing functionality, the UI of the app is absolutely incredible. I'm a non-technical person and I'm in there almost every single day working on email sequences and campaigns and just monitoring results. So if you want to step up your communication with your clients and leads, or if you want to just improve the level of engagement and value you provide your clients, I highly recommend customer.io. Go to customer.io slash founderviews and sign up. That's customer.io slash founderviews. Let them know I sent you. They'll definitely take care of you. Believe me, you won't regret it. Yeah, no, that, that's awesome. I wanted to talk about that too. So so a couple of ways then. So first you mentioned, which is interesting, you you um, you know, signing up users and then sort of getting a viral loop from like your customers as customers finding being introduced to customerly um so so like getting that viral loop uh which is key for for growth for yeah, sure and uh, and then the lifetime deal offer so so let's talk about that um how, how did you set that up like i know a few people on the show have mentioned like app sumo for example mm-hmm. you didn't use them did you no we we actually wanted to start with something smaller like not that big because we were not ready for the AppSumo audience sides. So we go for a smaller audience. And we started selecting different kind of possible partners. And I found one. And it, it was look, looking like the good partner. Uh, so it was starting to creating the offer and everything. And when we... There was no contract, so that was something that it was like, hmm, that's, that's weird. Um, after like two weeks, he was ready to publish the deal and he actually published on Honey's group um, this post saying customerly is going to be live in two weeks. And when that post went live, a lot of CEOs reached out to me saying, if you're going to lunch with this guy, your business will be fucked up. And I was like, what? (laughs) Seriously? Why? (laughs) Um, So um, the feedback was, uh, this guy is not going, going to pay you. And I was scared. And... I started searching for other CEOs involved with this guy and I've got three feedbacks like 
all the same. Uh, do not lunch with him. Do not, don't do, just don't do it. So I canceled. Uh, I decided to to cancel. I said, look, uh, this is not going to happen. We are not ready to go. So we are not willing to to do this deal. This actually brought to us a lot of hype because a lot of people were waiting for this deal. And we saw in the next two months, like a lot of people asking us, uh, when this is going to be live, we want to have it, uh, where is going to be live. And the answer was always the same. We don't know. We don't know a date. We don't know the partner. I'm sorry. We're not going to, to, we, we don't know actually. And then, uh, you did from pitch ground, um, reached out to me saying, look, if you want any help with the launch of your business with your SaaS, I'm more than happy to help. And that was completely different. Uh, the process was completely different. Um, he and his team took care about everything. And there was a contract. We were the second deal or maybe the third one on their platform. So it was even a, a startup for them. Uh, and I guess the hype we have created in, in the previous months uh, brought us to a funny thing. We decided to launch on the Black Friday, but um, the landing page was ready like two days before that day. And one guy guessed which was the landing page URL he found out and he published it on, on this group. So we actually made, uh, I don't remember how much sales, but thousands of dollars of sales the day before the launch. So that was created by the hype of, you know, saying, no, we are not going to do any more the deal and um, we are going to be live on, on pitch ground. That was fantastic. And uh, it was a, Again, a bumpy road, but at the same time was so exciting because after one month of deal, we onboarded almost 2,000 uh, customers over there. Nah, that's quite the story. Wow. Um, so you, you ended up launching on uh, PitchGround, you said? Yeah, correct. Nice. So 2,000 customers onboarded. Like, How did you handle like onboarding and support? Did you see any... Like, did you have any struggles there? Yeah, definitely, man. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, I yeah. <laughs> so uh, I learned a lot of things by doing this. Um, first of all, you need to define very well on the sales page what you're offering, specifically the um, redeeming time, redeeming window of their coupons. And you have to... Uh, explain very well every single detail because the the people that usually buy LTD they want almost everything and they want it for free. So I strongly suggest you to put down a deal very very well structured and at the same time uh, protect yourself uh, with some contract uh, lines where you, you can say the, the, the redeeming window is, is 
three months. Because still now we are getting people asking for that. And the redeeming window was 90 days and now it's, it's been a year. So that, that was something that we learned. And at the same time, you, you actually ask very well because um, when we launched, we, we weren't prepared for the kind of um, amount of tickets on the customer service. It was tough. Uh, and mostly uh, a lot of the issues, a lot of the tickets were coming from uh, issues related to the coupon redeeming. So that was um, a UX uh, issue that we basically thought maybe they will understand how to redeem it because we wrote it on the description, but it wasn't that easy. And we want, they wanted to have specifically on their billing page, this is um, an LTD uh, account. So this was the, the main issue why we have got a lot of customer service ticket. So if you want to reduce that, uh, just make it clear that this is a, an LTD account and the billing page reflects the offer that is on the description page, the sales page. That's very, very important. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, good, good tip there for sure. So that must have been a, a very stressful time, but you, you overcome it. Um, so that's great. I'm curious to see like the, the, the people who sign up for these deals, like out of those 2000, like how many are, are still active? Would you know that? Um, I would say actually I, I had this data. It was, um, six months ago and it was 500 active users. Okay. So yeah. Yeah, that's 500 active views. No, nice, not nice. bad. Not bad, yeah. Nice. Very good. Still, every time we do um, a newsletter, launching a new, a new product, they, they kind of reactivate, say, oh, oh, I still have that LTD. I'm going to use it now. Uh, so that's something that we saw a lot of times. Nice, nice. And you, so you, you, um, sort of got how much money from, from this uh, LTD deal? Was it 65K? Yeah, correct. Nice, nice. So that's awesome. So how did you, uh, like getting all these funds now, did you sort of invest it in anything particular? or? Yeah, we did try different stuff. Uh, we, we, I, I told you we started investing on Facebook ads and Google ads. Google ads is, is quite impossible for us. Is it's mental. Uh, we had um, our cost per acquisition was 300 something, 300 euros for not a customer, but just a sign up. So that, that was impossible wow. to us. Um, we managed to, to get one lead for uh, one and a half dollar on Facebook. So that's something we, um, we optimized very well. So we started investing uh, heavily on Facebook ads and we have got very good results from that. Nice, nice. Okay, so I wanted to ask you about that next. So fast forward to today, like what would you say, um, what would you attribute most of your, your sales and, and growth to? Would you say Facebook? 
Um, yeah, Facebook, it's a good part, but we actually find out very, very good uh, channels. Like, for example, one was a completely discover the WordPress directory. The WordPress directory alone brought to us an exposure of 9,000, I guess, downloads of the, the platform. That's something that is very, very strong. And it's free, completely free. You just need to optimize your, your plugin description and everything in order to um, you know, be in the top 10 results. And we actually got the third one um, for a specific keyword. And that brought to us a lot of new users. At the same time, um, Product Hunt is a very great um, channel of acquisition. Still free, uh, but you need to understand how to properly have a launch where you get the, the exposure you're searching for. I wrote an article on our blog actually on how to launch it and which are the, the best practices to, to launch properly to end it up in the top three position. No, I'll definitely add that um, in the show notes because um, that, that's a, a topic that's uh, pretty frequently discussed uh, by a lot of other founders on the show. Um, so with, with Product Hunt specifically, do you like any new feature that you launch? Like you, you Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, yeah, definitely. So, you know, I was, I was uh, thinking... Uh, about product hunt in a way that you know when you create one product you launch it there and that's it but the more i was exposed to the feed of product hunt the more i was understanding that a product can be just uh, an extension of a feature an extension of your your current product so every time now we launch a new feature we basically create a package for onboarding new people from product count. For example, when we we launched, we we did have three launches. The first one was the live chat. The second one, the knowledge base, and the third one, the visual funnel builder. And the knowledge base was very successful. Uh, we ended up in the fifth position, and the funnel maker. Uh, was um, second that day. So you see, every time we release a new feature, a new extension of the product itself, we create on Product Hunt a completely brand new product where we get people interested for that specific product. So if you're going to launch a new I don't know, even a Chrome extension or an ebook uh, or, you know, whatever can be considered a product, uh, you can launch there and you can do it like every month or every two months. Every time we are launching a new product, we are going to release on Product Tent. Nice. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. That's smart for sure. Um, all right. So that's awesome. Uh, have you, uh, have you tried any like outbound sales at all? Yeah, sometimes. Um, not that, um, not that, I, I don't know how to, 
I tried basically. Um, I don't feel that confident to go and to send a call emails to reach out that way. We try, of course, uh, when we see good partners. Um, but most of the time, you need to understand which is the best person to to contact to propose that kind of solution. So the most difficult part here is to understand who is behind the customer service on the company um, and reach out to them directly. So it's still something that is not easy to uh, automate, I would say, with sales navigator or something like that. So every new contact should be uh, specifically um, analyzed and it's something that we do, but not that often. Okay, yeah, it makes sense. I, I was just curious. Um, all right, awesome. Switching gears a little bit. So today, yeah, where you guys at in team size? I think you mentioned six people. Six. Yeah. Yeah. Six. Okay, and that that includes uh, yourself, and you have two other co-founders. Founders. Yeah. Founders. Yeah. All remote. All remote. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Beautiful. Remote, bootstrapped, nice and lean. Um, you know, I, I personally, I strongly believe that in order to build a great company, you have to have a great team behind you. So, uh, how do you go about building and adding pieces to your team? Like, do you have any, you know, particular hiring practices or, or tips that, that maintain a cohesive and solid team uh, that's focused on the big vision, especially being remote? The last one that we hired, um, was uh, an internship actually find out on Gen M. I don't know if you're familiar with the service. Uh, it's a very cool service actually, where you can find people in the marketing um, section where you can, you know, expand your team. For they give you three months to find out uh, an internship, and it's forty nine per month. It's completely free. Basically, you can get a lot of contacts that are interested in working with you. We found this girl, uh, she, she were interested in, in working with us and uh, learn different techniques of marketing, social media, blah, blah, blah. Um, and after that time, we actually discovered that she, she is very great. Uh, even in different kind of um, things, now she's interviewing other CEOs to inspire people on how these companies grew. So it's, we just find out her in this way and we decided to continue with her because she is a very, very good um, person and we decided to onboard them properly into the company in this way. That's amazing. I've never heard of a Gen M. Is it, I'm on it now. Is it acadium.com? Yeah, they they actually they rebranded, it, I guess, two okay. two days ago. Yeah, that's incredible. So it's uh, from what I'm seeing, it's a um, it's a three month unpaid like apprenticeship. Correct. Then, okay, Basically, you that... pay yeah you pay forty nine per month, I guess, uh, and you have got three months of a free apprentice. That's interesting. That's pretty cool. And you've you only used it the one time. Uh, I did it with her and I'm trying to onboard another one. I'm getting, I don't know, 
10 or 20 messages per day. So it's kind of, um, uh, you need to select very well who is going to be your next apprentice. Uh, I've got, I've got actually another experience and that was not that successful. I would say, uh, this girl just disappeared. So <laughs> after the second call, um, so this is why you need to select a little bit better, um, uh, and carefully, uh, people over there. It's yeah, no, that sounds in general though, just a, like a really great tool, especially for a, a bootstrapped company. I mean, it is, it is pretty, yeah. pretty awesome. Definitely. Thanks for sharing that. Um, what about metrics? Like, you know, I, you know, some can't talk SAS without SAS metrics. So like, what, what are the most important like metrics, uh, you monitor to track the health and growth of, of your business? To us, the very important metric is the conversion to implementation, because of course, when they implement the live chat, it's something, it's, um, it's an action very strong to us to understand, okay, this one here is interested in continuous working with us. And at the same time, after that, uh, we track every kind of um, upgrade intent uh, internally. So first of all, we have in our funnel the submission where you start um, completing your profile. And then we have the second uh, conversion rate in install. And the third one is intent to upgrade. And the fourth one, of course, uh, the upgrade rate. So all of these are... Uh, the ones that we are constantly monitoring twice twice per month and trying to understand which can be um, the bottleneck to fix. And by, you know, analyzing with Ojar uh, the flow in within uh, the onboarding part, we are con constantly upgrading the onboarding section in order to increase the conversion on average. Nice. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Use Hotjar for that? Yeah. Nice. All right, that's that's great. Um, another question I have, switching gears a little bit, you know, as a, as a CEO of a growing company, you know, you're wearing multiple hats, several priorities, I'd imagine. So, so I'm curious, and this seems to be a very difficult question for most people to answer, but what does a typical day look like for you? <laughs> um, I woke up at 5.55. Uh, and that's actually, I'm trying to go for 4 a.m. Wow. Okay. It's still <laughs> difficult, but 5.55 is a good timing. And so in time for like 8, 8.30, uh, I do my meditation about what I'm going to do and schedule during the day based on, you know, every kind of strategy that I want to apply or um, it, it very depends even on the, the, you know, the period of the year that you're working. And, but um after that, in the morning, I took the morning to apply the strategies that I want to apply. And then in the afternoon, I reserved two or three hours of different meetings uh, with teams 
uh, or new partnership or at the same time can be um, a demo call, whatever. So normally during the morning where I'm more creative, I go for applying new strategies, new marketing strategies. And in the afternoon when the energy level goes a little below, uh, I do more meetings or demo call where I'm more active, like physically active and, you know, I can have more energy to do so. Nice, nice. And is your background like a developer or? Like yeah, you, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Actually, you know, all the team is, they are engineers okay. and I'm self-taught. So <laughs> they always laugh at me at my code because, you know, I'm not that great, but uh, the, yeah, I, I started, um, the, the live chat is something that I developed personally uh, oh, wow. four years ago. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. Um, any, any favorite apps or tools you use or your company uses uh, internally to, to stay more productive and focused that you like? Productive. Um, so we use Asana. Okay. We use Jira. Um, we use actually a lot of things. Uh, Chargeify to handle the subscriptions. Um, we do love Revolut in order to be more effective to handle payments. Um, what else? Taffiliate for uh, handling the uh, affiliation programs. Yeah. yeah. What else? Odger. Um, and once you start listing them, it's like, it seems never ending, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Crazy. I know. I, I've been there. Yeah. Actually, what I do, one, one little like hack, I don't know if it's a hack, but something I do maybe once or twice a year, like literally go through every single uh, item or SaaS product that we pay for and yeah. see what we can do. A lot of the times you can either like downgrade it because you're not using all the features. You can get rid of it. You can uh, switch to another provider who can do the same thing at a lower cost. And like, usually that alone takes me a day or two, um, <laughs> can save, uh, about 5,000 a year. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. So definitely. Yeah. You, you sometimes you get to, uh, to a SAS app hungry and you start signing up for products that you know are helpful, <laughs> but in the long run you might not need them. So yeah, correct. Anyways, um, so another thing I want to ask. So one of your missions, you say, is to help and inspire one billion people. Like, can you yeah. share? Can you talk about that a bit? And like, what's your vision for helping one billion people? Yeah, well, you know, I've always been empowered by helping others to grow their business and actually to um, find their own passions and create a business out of it. And I did this in person, one-to-one -one with other people. I, I helped them to grow, to find a strategy, to create a, a product and to find a market for it. And customerly is a way where I can put a scale, this kind of dream of helping more people. Uh, and this is, I guess, it's one of the way that I'm, leveraging this tool to reach that kind of 
huge number <laughs> that I put on it. A billion people is definitely used right now. Uh, the live chat widget is currently exposed to 150,000 people in any given moment of the day. So that's something that it might be think that I'm going that way, definitely. That's cool. That's awesome. I love it. I hope this episode helps put at least a tiny dent in that reach. So I hope so. I hope so. And this is <laughs> yes. why, you know, I love to do these things as well to inspire others. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, look, Luke, I do want to be mindful of your time. Uh, I do end off each chat with what I call the founders three. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Number one, your favorite business book. Wow. Uh, lean startup. Okay, nice. Uh, number two, your favorite vacation spot. Iceland. Iceland, nice. Okay. Yeah. And uh, lastly, if you can go back, what's the one thing you wish you knew when you were just starting out in business? Hmm. Knowing how to position <laughs> that time. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's that's one very huge to you know. Nice, nice, perfect. Well, uh, Luca, thank you so much. I'm so glad we were able to connect. Uh, love what you're doing. Love your story, your ambition. And um, I think uh, a lot of other SaaS companies are going to be very familiar with customerly very soon. So um, best of luck. Thank, yeah, thank you so much, Costa, for having me and to share uh, the story behind it. Thank you for what you created here. Amazing. Anytime. I hope we can do it again sometime. Great, great. All right. We'll chat soon. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions, I would love to hear it. Be sure to check out founderviews.com for my latest posts and episodes on my journey with everything SaaS, business, and startups. Talk to you later. Peace.